0: All right, welcome back to Raven's Recap. As promised, Peter is on his paternity leave. We've got the good news today that his little baby boy came out, no problemo, and uh, we wish him and his wife the best. Congratulations, Peter.
1: Yeah, super happy for both you guys. Definitely a blessing. And enjoy every moment of it it's uh it's gonna be something special there will be a podcast you know uh, back for you when you come back but
0: uh, in the meantime don't worry about it exactly we'll keep it in good hands while you're uh off doing daddy things yeah well i mean we've got a little couple things to
1: talk about man i, I don't know about you alec but i'm getting a little hyped i know we've been a little bit down uh ever since we uh, introduced the covid corner it's uh it's been a little real but now that uh, we've got some news coming out of training camp and we've got some some video and, and, and things on social media to give us a taste of football, it's uh, it's starting to feel real. It's starting to feel pretty good. I don't know about you.
0: I'm feeling it too, man. Oh, I'm wearing my Ravens polo right now. I have my Ravens mask on. It's ma- Ravens season, man. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. I feel like I guess all the players are in, heard of some teams are doing a sort of bubble situation where they have the hotel for everyone to go back to. Hey, who knows what's going to happen, but it looks like they're ramping up and everything seems A-OK so far and the beat writers are just uh, you know drooling over some of the players that we've acquired over the off season, either through the draft or free agency, and I'm right there with you. The only thing I'm bummed about is I have no date in the calendar for like when I'll be at the bank, right? Because I don't see myself going this year, and uh, that's the only bummer. But everything else, super exciting. Yeah.
1: Well, I think the first guy we got to talk about in terms of excitement here—he's been all over the, the news for the Ravens, and uh, and rightfully so. I, I think all three of us were excited to sign this guy, but Calais Campbell has just been a, a you know, quite a a force. And just a a great personality to bring in the camp, and I'm I'm loving everything that we find from him. He seems just like an awesome guy. Everything is advertised, and I'm just man, I, I'm I'm so excited to see him play because he just you know like we said when we signed him, he just seems like an absolutely perfect fit. And uh, you know, it, just like one of those guys, man. When you know when when we talk about you know former Ravens players of like you know, hey, they were like quintessential Ravens. They played like a Raven. Who knows, Calais may only be here for like a year, maybe two. We don't really know, but, like, the – I mean, the signing, it just seems, like, absolutely perfect. He just – he fits right in.
0: Oh, yeah. He's just a big, jolly uh, – I don't know, teddy bear, it seems like. But uh, I, I enjoyed when he first got to see Lamar, I guess, up close and personal, and he's like, man, you're fast.
1: <laughs>
0: so, Kevin – Lamar's like, what? man, you're big.
1: <laughs> you're a big man.
0: <laughs> well, we'll definitely talk about some of the other um, camp – competitions because that's the whole point of the show but we got to start off with some of the news around the league you you probably heard too much about it at this point but we got a comment des bryant flew into baltimore and is going to get a workout he was uh working out today in preparation for his workout i guess at some local baltimore field i didn't recognize it from the video uh we're recording this on wednesday evening so who knows what will happen today and into the coming days as far as Des Bryant's concerned. Uh listener to the show Wood said did Boykin not make a step? I don't think so. I don't think that's the reason he's coming in to work out. But what do you think, Chris?
1: Yeah, I mean look, I mean Des hasn't played significant football in two, three years. I think if we got anything out of Des would be rare, I think. Uh more than likely I think if the Ravens sign Dez it's, it's as a camp body to push some of the other guys to provide some mentorship and training camp, even, you know, outside of Des, I mean, we were talking earlier about just, you know, how many new guys we brought in I and mean, we brought in DuVernay, we brought in Prochet. Um, we already have Hollywood and Boykin coming back, Sneed's coming back. Uh, Chris Moore's another guy as well. And like, I mean, th- that's a pretty full receiver room already. And, you know, I mean, that's not even including some of the other camp guys that we've, you know, will bring in for this. So, you know, Des making the team, in my opinion, is already a long shot. So I, I'm not really looking too much into this.
0: I do worry that if he were to make the team or even be a camp body, he takes away some valuable reps for our younger receivers, of which we have several, like you just mentioned. I, I guess I, I didn't really even think to be honest about the mentorship, I kind of immediately jumped to if I even want him on the team. I guess from a mentor perspective, you know, Miles Boykin could learn a lot from him about blocking. We know that Miles is already really good at blocking downfield, but Des Bryant's actually an exceptional run blocker as well. Maybe teach him how to use that body to create leverage and beat the opponent better. I remember talking to Ken McCusick about this when we were looking at the wide receiver prospects in the draft and he asked what my thoughts were on getting a a veteran receiver like Des I'm still not excited about it I just don't see how he adds something to a team that's trying to be younger right and has a lot of potential I think I think it might be pulling the ripcord a little too soon if they think you know Boykin's not gonna make the step I think Boykin showed actually decent amount last year right like just give him some more targets
1: (laughs) right Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it too. I mean, we, you know, we're, we've already been pretty excited about these guys year one. I mean, I think we need to give them time year two to see what they got. I mean, even, Hey man, potentially year three, I mean, it depends, but I mean, yeah, with, with so many young guys and so many unproven guys, I, you know, I I don't think it makes, you know, too much sense to bring another veteran guy. Like, you know, I, I could see, you know, I could see somebody else, but You know, Dez in particular, just again, he hasn't played in several years. I mean, we don't know what we're going to get from him. And so that, to me, is a big question mark. And I wouldn't look at a signing of Dez as something of like, okay, he's going to step in and be the number two or be the number three. That's just not what you're going to get from him. And so if the Ravens really wanted that, I feel like they would have brought in somebody else. Most of the hype around Dez, I'm just going to put to... uh, I don't know. Some 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 football fans who really want to see him successful. I mean, Des is a big name. He's he played for the Cowboys, like, you
0: know, I'm sure he's got a following. Well, and I I do feel bad for him, you know. He tried to make his comeback with the Saints last year and then he immediately popped his Achilles and, you know, was out. What a bummer, right? Like and and how did he pick that team? The same way he picked the Ravens. He wants to win. He sees that these guys are on the ascendancy. And I get it. I mean, I I put on some uh <laughs> I'll put on some cleats and some pads if I could get a, a Super Bowl ring, you know? <laughs> like, this team's got what it takes, so I, I get why he would he would want to be a part of it. I, I just don't know if it's realistic to happen. I guess this is actually a perfect transition, Chris. We got to talk about some camp competitions going on, and I think one of the most interesting ones for the Ravens will be the slot receiver. We have Willie Sneed, who kind of is the de facto uh, slot receiver right now with hollywood and boykin on the outside but they brought in in the draft in the third round devin duvernay and in the sixth round uh james proche and we're excited to see these guys uh particularly you know duvernay pretty high draft capital the ravens are really excited about him little ball of muscle kind of running back playing the wide receiver position i'm excited to see how these guys compete and i'm i'm afraid for Sneed. i think Sneed's gonna have to step up his game because I could definitely see these two younger, a little bit more explosive and exciting players getting playing time.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, I I, I hope that uh, what offensive coordinator uh, Greg Roman's going to do this year is really have a uh, good rotation going between these guys. Uh, I mean, you could sort of see it last year, right? Depending on you know what type of play they needed, you know what sort of bodies that they needed out there. If they wanted a primary run set, they'd have. Uh, Sneed and they have Boykin out there if they wanted to probably pass they might have you know Boykin in Hollywood and they might have Hollywood and Sneed or they might have Hollywood and Seth Roberts Um, it really depends on the matchups that they want to get I I think with you know the receivers that we have now I think Sneed you know definitely being the vet he's going to be the guy who's going to start uh, the beginning of the season just period that's you know uh, Harbaugh has never been a guy to just you know give a job to a rookie Um, and I, I don't see why that has to change here Particularly with a shortened camp. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's going to be plenty of snaps for, th- for these guys. I mean, Snead is, is still, you know, he's got super reliable hands on the team. I mean, he's, you know, he, he's a guy that you probably want uh, on the field on third down. But I don't see why you know DuVernay couldn't get some snaps uh, on first and second. It seems like you know from camp we're we're hearing that he's been a, uh, a good uh, option to stretch the field. He's got some speed. Uh, He seems to be catching a lot of balls thrown his way. So, you know, he's got talent and he's going to be on the field and there's going to be enough snaps. And, uh, you know, maybe the other thing to bring up too is that with Hayden Hurst going to the Falcons after that trade, um, there are some snaps that need to be replaced from him. And so I really think that that, you know, second and third receiver, you know, whoever it is going to be on the field, those those people are going to have more options to catch the football with a guy like Hayden Hurst who's out.
0: I agree with that. Hayden Hurst, man, I'm hearing a lot of fantasy analysts kind of acting like he's just walking into the position, right? And they're not quite sure why. There's a lot of hype around him. And then there's others that, you know, think that he's going to be one of the major breakout candidates. Uh, I think you got to watch some film on this guy. I mean, Hayden Hurst is a beast. I'm definitely going to miss him this year. And I definitely believe that we'll have to pass more to the wide receivers And because of it. I don't see Boyle assuming all those targets just because Hayden Hurst is a different animal. If I had to guess, yeah, Snead probably gets the first dibs of snaps. And also because of his run blocking, he might be a little bit more ready to jump in right away. But Duvernay, like I said, I'm just super excited to see this guy play. It's too bad that we won't have any preseason games to see him get extended snaps. But I imagine we'll see him in the first game for sure. And then Prochet, I think we'll see all over the field. Definitely, we'll get to it later uh, in the lead for the kick return position. So, Chris, I don't know about you, but this running back room is getting more interesting every single day. The drumbeat of J.K. Dobbins is increasing; it's crescendoing. It's like the beginning of the prog rock block intro we teased. <laughs> it is it is ramping up, man. I, I'm hearing Gary Sandusky go nuts about this guy, saying he looks really impressive, like a first round talent that we just stole. I've I've heard uh, a lot of. Uh, other beat reporters <laughs> commenting on this guy what do we think is he gonna like I'm, I'm more so thinking not if he's gonna be the number two back i think he will be over edwards but i'm, I'm curious to hear your take but, but what kind of snap percentages are you thinking i think i've adjusted since even last week and I, I try not to get you know overwhelmed by the hype but if it looks like he's practicing well that's my biggest concern about him not that his, he doesn't have the talent just if he was gonna be in sync And sounds like he is
1: yeah um uh, yeah I'm, I'm really interested in this um, I think this is going to be a huge storyline to figure out not just uh, for what Dobbins position will be on the depth chart but what this does to the rest of the roster I mean uh, I mean you heard Greg Roman in the offseason mention that like you know hey having four running backs who can all run the ball and do great things is like a great problem to have but honestly like yeah the more we hype up Dobbins and the more you know you know, the Ravens know that this guy is going to be like a legit, like, you know, ready to roll, like really good football player, you know, the more it might be enticing to, you know, Eric DaCosta, maybe try and ship one of the other running backs off for, some draft capital, you know, or, you know, because we may need to have, you know, more in the receiver position or the, the tight end group or or something. I really don't know. I really don't know what the snap counts would look like. I mean, Heck, man, it was already hard for uh, Justice Hill to, to get on the field last season uh, outside of the last few games. And, you know, I know we had a, a fairly good rotation with, with Ingram and Edwards, but, man, if you have Ingram, Dobbins, and Edwards, I just, I, I you know, I, I don't know, I, I just don't know how you would split that up because, you know, those guys, at least as far as we know, are are pretty similar runners. You know, it just seems like a lot of overlap.
0: Yeah, with covid I always am about depth, you know. I'm not trying to trade away one of these guys right now. You know, It could be very quick and easy to lose one, and then you're in a very different situation, um, no matter which one you lose. That's true. So I, I, I'm not too hyped about trading this year. I did think about what if someone offered us something stupid for Ingram. They think that he's the missing piece in their offense, right? Like a competitor, or contender rather. I just don't see that happening, uh, for an aging back who the last time we saw was injured, right? That's something I always worry about with Ingram is maybe they know something we don't about that injury and are a little concerned. So I, I hope the best for the guy because he's such an energetic and incredible teammate. I'm really happy that we got him. I, I'm always eating my... Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> eating your words on him?
0: Yeah, eating my words from the la- that, that preseason. I was like, I don't know why we spent money on the running back position. And it's like, I don't even care. We pay five million just for him to be our hype man. Worth it. Let alone his <laughs> incredible production. <laughs> I think what will be super interesting is we know Ingram can catch the ball out of the backfield. We know Dobbins can do so. I think that helps, right? Because when Gus Edwards was in, we probably weren't going to be passing, right? He's not, uh, or at least he's not going to be a threat in the uh, in the receiving game. So. This adds another dimension for when you have your change of pace back. Really not even be a change of pace, just more pace.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sure, sure.
0: I'm super excited about it. My original projection was 40-40 for Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, 15% for Edwards, and then 5% for Hill. But as the drum beat increases, I'm probably going to pull it away from Edwards uh, and give it maybe 40-45-10-5 or maybe even a little bit from Hill. I, I really just don't see how Hill gets any playing time other than maybe just uh, from a stamina perspective, <laughs> you know?
1: Right. I mean, he's certainly got a lot of speed. I mean, I know we haven't talked about it yet, but, you know, he's uh, somebody who can contribute in the return game.
0: That's true. That's true. And I think he could also contribute maybe as a gunner, you know, use that same speed to get after the ball and and block it maybe. So I'm curious to see if they're using him in – more special team packages. Another super interesting thing on the offensive side of the ball is that middle part of the offensive line. We've been talking about it for a couple shows now, but this notion of, well, you're a hall of famer, Marshall Yonda retired. So you have your right guard position open, but you also kind of have every single position open because Skur is coming back from an injury from the center position and the left guard of the year Bozeman could become the center. Uh, He's taken snaps there before. So we've got a very fluid middle of the line situation and basically six or seven players contending for it, which is awesome in COVID times. I, I got I to gotta put that out there immediately. The depth on the offensive line is kind of remarkable. The only place that we have a hole is our offensive tackle. We don't have really any offensive tackles outside of uh, the starters. Tyree Phillips... Had played that in college, but he's not quite the body for that in the pros. I think in a pinch, he could do it. But I'm really hoping those two guys stay healthy because while the inside of our line is incredibly deep, the outside is not. Uh,
1: I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought D.J. Fluker played a little bit of tackle. Now, granted, I don't think he was a very good tackle when he.
0: Oh, that, that'd be true. He, I mean, he's a, he has a shape and body for it. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, I think he was drafted as a tackle by the Chargers, but
1: then eventually uh, switched to guard. I think he's had a little bit of a better career since then. So, I mean, Fluker right now, I think, has the inside spot at uh, right guard. Seems to be doing pretty well with that. But yeah, if, as like a depth thing, you know, maybe he switches over to tackle if you know. God forbid, you know, something happens to Ronnie or uh, Orlando Brown Jr. And we need somebody over there. Maybe that might be an option. I feel like it'd be pretty similar, at least to start the season. My my guess is that we're going to go with Ronnie and, and Brown at the tackles. We're going to go with Bozeman and Fluker at the guard. And then I think McCary will probably just take over for Scarrow for the first couple of games um, until Scarrow comes off the pub. Um, I mean, really, at that point, you only have one new player. I mean, Fluk- Fluker for Yanda. Um you know, if we just go by experience, I, I, I would think, you know, that would be the option unless there's somebody who's really just performing a lot better than McCarry at the center. But, I mean, he's already got the game experience. I mean, we know what, you know, we've, we've got with him. Uh, the couple other options that we do have, you know, I mean, they're all rookies. So, you know, unless somebody is really, really performing pretty well, it's uh, I think it's going to be tough for me to say uh, that anybody over McCarry is going to take that center spot.
0: You think he just won't be ready?
1: Uh, I mean, you never know. I I, I know that, you know, he, uh, he seems to be looking good. He seems to be, you know, ahead of schedule, I guess. Um, but you just never know, man. I mean, he had so much bad stuff happen, that knee. I, f- I,
0: f- I feel like the more time, the better. Oh, I mean, you're right. I, it's remarkable he's even ready. I think it's remarkable that he's even close to ready. So I get what you're saying. I personally think if he's ready to go, they're probably going to just use him. That's my hunch. I think if Skura is ready to go, I think he will win back his job over Makari. I also agree with you that Fluker seems to be in the streamlined position to get the right guard position. The only reason I would see Fluker not getting it is what you said about only changing one guy. If they want to use him, kind of like Hurst last year, where he is the backup, right? So that they can... If someone goes down, only one person has to move situation. But I, I don't I don't see that happening. I think we're going to just go for it all. I think there's enough talent that if we have to do a shift of two people, it's okay. And uh, that's my hunch, which is kind of disappointing for a guy like Powers that we were really excited to see at the end of the year. Uh, you know, had a good game against the Steelers, and we were excited to see what happened next. But, I mean, we've seen the... Uh, Stories about Fluker this offseason, losing weight, just huge amount of muscle. I just saw on his uh, Wikipedia page, apparently in eighth grade, he was six foot three and 400 pounds. <laughs> what a big boy. That's a big man. I was a big kid <laughs> in school. I wasn't that big. <laughs> 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 yeah, so... uh yeah everyone's saying he's a freak athlete this guy mike johnson his uh formal teammate at alabama said he probably outweighs me by 70 pounds but he moves just as well (laughs) yeah 11th overall pick in the draft yeah he's uh he's quite the player i'm excited that he's now on the ravens um and he has incredibly long arms so i'm excited to see him play i'm excited to see this line when you have that kind of depth everyone's gonna be pushing one another I think it could be yet again one of the best lines in the NFL.
1: Definite question mark, though. You know, for sure.
0: I mean, we're hoping Fluker is going to be good. I mean,
1: you know, again, like you know, he was he was drafted 11 overall. Um, but I think if you look at his career, I think he definitely was a little bit of a disappointment for his draft position. So we're hoping, obviously, you know, with the position change of him going to tackle to guard, uh, that obviously helps. And you know, he's he, he's been around in the league a while, and so I think you know it, it could be a good fit. Um, but it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I was glad you brought this up. I actually forgot about Powers for a second there, but it, it wouldn't surprise me to, to see Powers come in, you know, maybe for a few games. I don't know if because of injury or, or something, but you know, um, from what we saw of him last year, at least the Steelers game, he's got the ability, you know, to be able to play, especially against the Steelers. I mean, they've got a really good front seven. He's probably gonna be pushing Fluker for for snaps, but yeah, in in, in the case of injury, I, I would hope, you know. I, I just think we've heard too much of of Fluker being at guard now, for him to kind of play that Hearst uh, you know swing tackle kind of role. I, I don't think that would be him to start. But yeah, if, if if we had to move him outside and then put somebody like Powers in the right guard, I think that would be ideal. It makes sense. Well enough on that. Let's uh let's move on to the next one. So uh the the tight end position room. So the biggest question mark here is, you know, like we said earlier, Hayden Hurst being traded to Atlanta, who's gonna be the third tight end? We got a couple of guys here. Jarell Adams was a guy we recently signed, Charles Scarf was on the practice squad last year, uh, and then I think his newcomer Eli Wolf as well. I don't know, have we heard anybody heard anything out of the uh out of camp about any one of these guys?
0: Well, they've only been wearing pads for a couple days now. I haven't heard anything yet out of camp. I guess not entirely true. The only thing I've heard is that Scarf and the off-season put in some work um, with Lamar and also just in general that was uh, impressive. I think if I had to choose, Scarf probably has the inside track. And again, because we don't have preseason games, we're going to be really left to just beat reporters and uh, maybe the coaches to give us any idea of what they're going to do there. I do believe they'll keep a third tight end. That's not really a question mark in my opinion. But like I was talking about earlier, when we think about the position, if Mark Andrews makes a step this year, which is hard to believe, right? You know, he had a really good year. Definitely could work on his hands. But another thing he could work on is his blocking. He only played at 50% of the snaps last year. So we could see some of the snaps of Hayden Hurst get filled by Mark Andrews, not just from a... Uh, receiver perspective but also from a blocking perspective
1: yeah definitely great point andrews still has uh, a little bit of ways to go i think to to truly be considered in that upper echelon uh, tight end uh, to be able to get that upper echelon tight end money that guys like george kittle and uh, yeah, Travis exactly. Kelsey just got um yeah <laughs> and uh playing more snaps and, and improving a little bit as a blocker is definitely something andrews could do to be able to do that but yeah, I I kind of agree with you. You know, again, I I don't really know too much about these guys. From what I saw of Scarf last year in the preseason, you know, he seemed to be a guy who you know could stick around for a little bit, and if he improved just a little bit, he'd be a, a serviceable guy in that three spot. Um, as far as Ad, you know, Jarrell Adams, when I heard about the signing, I, I wasn't super impressed. You know, I, I know he, he has some playing time with the Giants. You know, honestly, with a couple other names out there, I. You know, I, I figured if we really wanted somebody to as like a potential backup, like could play t- like the tight end two or something, then we would have gone for somebody else. Uh, a guy like Adams just sort of seems like a camp body in my opinion. Uh, somebody with a little bit of experience who might be useful for mentorship and, and training camp, but uh would probably be a little bit of a long shot to make the team. So I, I would be surprised if if he did make the team. I guess the only other question mark I would say between these three guys is, you know, whether they might have some uh, positional versatility. Like, you know, do they play better on the line? Can they play the sort of uh, hybrid sort of fullback role? You know, obviously the more that they can do that, the more that they can contribute in the run game. Uh, Peyton Hurst was obviously, you know, he's one of those guys who could do both and that made him really valuable for our offense. So, so yeah, we'll we'll see. This one's going to be interesting. Although yeah, you know, like you said, it's it's really unfortunate. You know, we uh, we always complain about the preseason and all being so boring and stuff like that. But it is football and you get to you know be able to answer some of these questions. You can actually watch film on, on all these players that you don't usually get to see. So it'll be a little sad not to have that.
0: I know. I feel like such a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, you don't know what you have until it's gone, right? <laughs> yeah. Chris, I want to bring up this have you noticed for one of the best offices, nay, the best offense of last year, who early only lost one player, we're talking a lot about all these different matchups uh, that are going to be shaking things out, you know? I mean, yes, you lost Hurst, but he was a, a rotational player, right? The only real starter we lost was Yanda, but there's so much competition for even some of the high marquee rotational players that it's going to be really interesting to see how this offense changes. I think everything's there for them to maintain a very similar scheme, but at the same time it can change a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of the change is going to be around uh, the receivers and running backs. I mean, if, you know, if you'd ask me, I, you know, I, I think the Ravens would be hard pressed to rely on the scheme on the tight end, heavy scheme that they had last year, just because of, you know, depth. You know, losing a guy like Hurst, you know, obviously, again, he's a rotational piece, but he's a really valuable rotational piece in the offense. And, you know, you can't just replace his snaps by having more snaps on uh, Boyle and Andrews. That's just not going to work that way. And you can't really replace a guy like Hurst with, you know, another tight end and, and hope to get the same results there. Um, plus, obviously, the NFL is going to catch up, right? I mean, they have a whole year of film to analyze the Ravens and see what they're doing. Greg Roman and the offense need to adjust as well. So, you know, if you ask me like what I'm looking for this year is I'm looking for more passes to receivers. I'm looking for more passes to running backs. I think it's a natural fit of, of where the Ravens need to improve, where Lamar Jackson needs to improve as a passer and where they need to go to not be the same as last year to make sure that they're actually continuing to innovate and be on top and, you know, and winning games. So, yeah, I mean, all this, all this other stuff of, you know, of, competition of of who's doing what like i'm yeah i'm excited to to see it play out because i you know at least in my head like you know i i'm kind of seeing the offense go in a particular way and it'll just be exciting to see if we actually have the pieces this year to be able to do that
0: yeah i'm looking forward to more motion this year i think we have so many fast explosive players that introducing a little bit more motion could make it uh even more interesting and i'm also not Going to be surprised if we see more of the pony backfield with Ingram and Dobbins on the field at the same time, just because their receiving abilities are so high. I mean, could you imagine that triple option?
1: <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah, RG three is one thing. I think uh, a guy like Dobbins would be something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we got one last offensive position to talk about: the third quarterback. It looks like the Ravens are interested in keeping a third quarterback again this year. I think it's appropriate given the times. But they brought in Tyler Huntley, a uh, pretty interesting rookie, who I think can put up a fight against Trace McSorley. I just think, man, this is probably the one competition where Tyler is probably most disadvantaged, not knowing the playbook for the year that Trace has on him. I, I don't see him getting the spot on the roster. I could see him maybe sticking around on the practice squad, but unless they expand the roster positions... I don't see it happening for him.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really have too much of a different take there. Um, <laughs> I don't think you know either of these guys uh, aren't going to be seeing much of the field, uh, if at all
0: this year. They're going to be sticking to the practice field. I heard McSorley was handling some passes, so Tyler's got the inside track now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a
1: number seven. Shouldn't have picked that number.
0: <laughs> Listener Nick's going to hate me. He was uh, calling for Trace to be the starter.
1: Uh, I was like what are you talking about dude (laughs) (laughs) sit down sit down we've we've we've
0: heard too much of that over the years (laughs) oh man all right on to the defense let's talk about the weak side linebacker oh let's talk about both our linebackers I
1: feel like I've heard a lot of hype from from both Harrison and Queen it's it's been pretty cool
0: what have you heard about them I don't know if I've really heard it
1: Uh, I mean I don't know I've seen a few things on Instagram and a couple of tweets from these guys just saying um you know I, that Harrison was kind of like uh, better than advertised, or maybe just as advertised. Actually, of uh, he, I think he did some some good work in uh, in some pass defense drills. Um, and then Queen, obviously, is just has been a super athletic player, and you know flying all over the field. Something about him zipping through the line and and knocking somebody in the backfield or something.
0: Oh yeah, I remember. I remember now. Uh, <laughs> Wink said they, they weren't catfished. <laughs> they are who they thought they were oh yeah yeah okay there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's right i remember that yeah that was a funny line well you know i i think malik harrison he's gonna have an uphill battle getting on the field i'm not saying that he won't make the field but you know we saw lj fort really contribute that back half of the season and i think just from again the short offseason perspective he's gonna get a lot of snaps at least at the beginning and then atura Laka, while i don't see him displacing fort or harrison i think he's going to be a value-added piece i remember watching him at the end of the preseason thinking this guy is starting to play and then he got hurt right so i think these guys all have a shot to get playing time and compete but i'm i'm foreseeing lj fort being the star at the beginning of the year and then maybe harrison picking it up near the end
1: i mean we'll yeah we'll see i mean you know wink has has been really great at Uh, rotating people and uh, distributing snaps so you know at least between Fort Harrison and Queen I think there will be a lot of of distribution of snaps between those guys Um, obviously I think with somebody like Fort who at least last year had uh, pretty good success in uh, passing downs in some of the formations that they had out last year Um, so I imagine he'd probably take a similar role there I mean he's not somebody who was who would primarily be like a run stuffer maybe Alaka could be that guy a play of you know some first and second down Alaka right now I, I think it would is definitely just one of those other linebackers who probably will be a good special teams piece for us hopefully I um, mean we, we've had a lot of uh, linebackers like that who might play special teams a lot um, Josh Bynes uh, if you remember that when when uh, we drafted him was uh, a really good special teams player for us so um, I kind of see that as his role I mean he might he might play in some like goal line packages or something. But I feel like queen and Harrison are definitely uh, on the path to being the next two uh, Ravens linebackers for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think we'll be seeing a little bit more of the linebacker position, not just because we put all the strap capital into it, but I think after we saw what happened against Tennessee and I do not recommend rewatching that game. I, I did it recently. I, I don't recommend that. <laughs> you, you remember how much incredible luck Tennessee had. Not that, you know, they didn't play an outstanding game, have a great game plan, and all that. I'm not trying to discredit them. But, man, just the way Johnny Smith caught that touchdown pass and that huge bomb across the middle uh, from Tannehill that just pierced our defense. I mean, it was just a couple big cuts. And then that, uh, that sticking trick play. I shouldn't even talk about it. I shouldn't talk about it. I'm just bringing back bad memories. I'm sorry to pick the scab. But. <laughs> I think after that, the Ravens are looking to change some of their personnel packages, use a little bit more base defense, get a little heavier, and but still, like we talked about, have the athleticism to uh, not be caught by passing downs if they're in their base formation. So, super interested to see how this Ravens defense progresses. I'm thinking I'm more interested in this than even the offense because I, I honestly see this defensive paper. You know, we talked about last offseason, right? We're like, oh, we're losing C.J. Mosley. We're we're gonna get worse. And while we didn't see, uh, you know, all the players that they had brought in, I was like, I don't know. I think this might actually be a better defense. And sure enough, I think that defense was better. The, the secondary is incredible, right? <laughs> As we'll get to in a, in just a second. So, seeing that kind of secondary with all these additional defensive line players they added with Wolf and Campbell, and then these super fast young athletic linebackers i mean good god (laughs) i mean it could be super duper exciting and a great coordinator to boot right you know wink will scheme it all up so if you're not excited to see this defense i don't think you're a Baltimore ravens fan man Baltimore ravens defense is back last year we got it in uh you know drips and drabs but i think this year we're going to really get it
1: yeah yeah i mean i yeah the the, the most excited I, I think I am for uh, out of all the position groups is definitely the defensive line of um, you know I mean you could tell last year I mean that was a, a big weakness I mean our, arguably I guess the linebackers maybe were a bigger weakness but the defensive line and, and their ability to get pressure on quarterbacks without blitzing was a huge weakness of the Ravens and you know the Ravens are just always better when they have big uglies and get after the quarterback period you got the guys like nada Tony Saragusa, Trevor Price, Sam Adams, uh, Kelly Gregg. All these guys are just all really good at stuffing the run and getting to the quarterback. And now hopefully we've got this guy in Campbell and Wolf and we already have Brandon Williams. He's moving back to his normal nose tackle spot where he exceeded expectations in his first few years. So yeah, I mean, just having, having like all of that being solidified is just is is really making me excited to do you know everything you just said of, of playing more base defense and, and get more creative with the guys behind them. Um, I think that's just going to be huge of that if we can get consistent pressure with that. It's just going to open so many things up. Uh, Wink is going to be able to get a lot more creative in the types of, of blitzes and coverages that he can run um, because he will just have a lot more options. You won't have to bring five or six or seven people on the blitz all the time. Oh man.
0: Chris, I am getting more excited about the football season. I'm missing our boy Peter right now. I hope he's getting hyped too. I hope this episode helps hype him up, man. We're gonna get this football season. We're gonna get after it. Uh this for whatever reason, man, this is the episode where it really feels like it's coming together. <laughs> like just from like I think the NFL is gonna happen. Maybe it's because they're finally in pads or something, but I'm like, uh I'm starting to think it might be it might be real. <laughs> I mean it's
1: gonna happen. It's just the question is whether they're gonna finish it or not. I know. That's, I know, that's the I only know. question.
0: <laughs> But
1: no, I mean, you're right. It's, again, like, you know, we're, we're seeing guys in pads for the first time. We're, we're seeing the videos. We're seeing all the, you know, the pressers and and, and people getting getting people hyped, right? That's what they do every year. It's what happens. So it's even more special when
0: everyone's had very little to do <laughs> for the past <laughs> five months. <laughs> all right, we got two more position groups we got to talk about. You know, Ahmad Marshall, very sadly, had a major knee injury in camp for the year and it just accentuates how important depth is in the secondary while we're not talking about the cornerback position the third safety is up for grabs we've got the athletic and uh quite heralded what it was out Adam Peter put it the hype to uh result ratio for uh Deshaun Elliott not quite the one <laughs> <laughs> so you got Deshaun Elliott back there hopefully help the Anthony Levine senior just excellent jack-of-all-trades player and then the new guy on the block geno smith who was highly rated by some coming into the draft not the most athletic guy in the world but incredibly smart all competing to get some third safety snaps and we saw last year how that's an important position and despite having improved uh, linebacker play as we can assume this year with the high drop capital picks i would not be shocked to see chuck clark come down and play the linebacker kind of role and then us need to have a third safety. There's been chat of Jimmy Smith maybe contributing in some snaps in that regard. Not saying that won't happen, but I think with Amon Marshall out, that's one more you know tick against that quarterback room where his importance has just increased yet again.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I know Jimmy uh, apparently had lost um, like 10 or 12 pounds or something. You know, I assume that was probably related in, you know, wanting to be a little bit more rangy. Um, if he wanted to play more snaps at safety. Or maybe he just you know, wanted to lose some weight. Maybe he was uh he felt like he needed to take some off to be able to play more quarter. I'm not sure. Um but yeah, it's definitely something uh something to note. But that's a good point though. Yeah, with Marshall being out, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, what I mean, and then uh Averett is coming back, but you know, we know he had some up and down games, so you would think the Ravens would rather want to have Jimmy Smith playing corner than, than Anthony Averett. And then obviously with, uh, with Tavon young too, he's coming back from his injury, knock on wood. Uh, he's not going to get hurt. Uh, he'll be okay. And he'll be able to knock down the, uh, the slot corner. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) I got, I got to agree with you though. Going back to Deshaun Elliott, I don't know. I've been burned once. I burned, Burned <laughs> twice I don't know if I'm gonna be burned again I, I just I'm not sure if I'm if I'm ready to give this to Deshaun I know there's been a lot of hype I, I I've seen him in a lot of Instagram uh Instagram videos they're trying to hype him up trying to trying to make him a thing but I just I don't know man I am feeling like he's gonna have some freak injury again and he's just gonna be one of those players who were just one of those big
0: what-if players you know
1: if only they could be healthy you know what what would they do
0: Man, why are you putting this bad juju on him? Come on. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. I hear you, man. I hear you. I, and that's what makes it important. You know, we got Anthony Levine, though, to hold down the fort. I feel like, you know, he's your steady contributor. Deshaun Elliott, he's your boomer bust player at this point. And then Geno Smith, if he progresses, he can definitely take on the role. But I, I think we're going to lean on uh, Anthony Levine at the at the beginning.
1: I got to be honest, I didn't even think he was going to play a lot of safety. I figured we were going to lean more on um, on Jimmy, actually. I figured at this point, Levine is basically a, ba- a backup linebacker and special teams player, to be honest. Like, I know his original position was safety,
0: but I just... How, I mean, how many snaps did he... Uh... That's, uh, that's a good point. That's a good point, because we're talking about it in the situation where Chuck Clark comes down. Yeah, I mean... I, you know, fair enough, man. Actually, you kind of dissuaded me. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe... Okay, stay healthy, Deshaun. You know, make make a step. Uh, we, I mean, yeah. we really appreciate it. <laughs> hey, because hey, I, this is an important position. If uh, if we don't know if Levine can play and and Ellie gets hurt, I mean, Geno Smith, he better step up, right? Like that's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's only so much depth back there, and although you know Clark and Earl were uh, played almost every game, I think they played every game last year. Um, they're very healthy. Um, fortunately, no issues with them. I mean, you never know. So, yeah, I mean, if Deshaun stays healthy, like, please, please do. <laughs> like, that would be great. We could uh we could definitely use you back there to spell some of those guys, you know, or uh, step in if they need to.
0: All right, we got one last position group, kick returner. Like we talked about earlier, we kind of sprinkled this throughout. Uh, James Prochet, kind of in the lead role for this, the rookie, uh, very explicit player. But then you have other players like Justice Hill who have the opportunity with his speed and athleticism to contribute Chris Moore, once he recovers from his broken finger, uh, you know, wish him well. Hopefully he comes back soon. Uh, shame, he, we completely left him out of the w- slot receiver comp- uh, conversation. Him and uh, J- Jaleel Scott just both uh, <laughs> who <laughs> when it comes to receiver. Um, I heard that the Scott's not looking too bad this year, but uh, I think he's going to have to look remarkable for him to make it. And then um, we picked off off the street uh, Ken John Barner. He's a uh, guy who we've seen – return kicks in the NFL before you know I don't know if there's much conversation to be had here I do believe James Prochet is going to get it unless he's just dropping the ball like crazy which I did hear that uh I believe Barner was doing he he made a couple mistakes already so um, yeah not off to the best start
1: yeah I mean for me I mean Prochet and Justice Hill kind of have the inside track right um Prochet has the benefit of I mean he's a rookie but you know we drafted him uh knowing that he would probably uh, have a good chance to be a returner or contribute to special teams um that was a big piece of his game i think that the ravens were wanting to see so i think you know i mean take a look at that i mean you know i i would take him every day over a guy like chris moore although chris moore has been a really great special teams player in other ways um and he's been he's been okay as a returner as a kick returner i should say um you know, not the best, not super consistent, but he's had a couple of good returns, so, you know, he's not so bad. But I mean, a rookie on a rookie deal. Uh, Chris Moore, I mean, uh, he's off that. So, I mean, if you're just looking in from, like, a numbers game, I mean, I think Prochet's just going to make a lot more sense if you're talking about, like, roster construction. And then Justice Hill, although, you know, we have four running backs at this point, I mean, we would be willing to keep a fourth one if that fourth one was, you know, very important to special teams. In my mind, those two guys are the front runners. Uh, would definitely hate to lose a guy like Chris Moore because he could be valuable. But you know, again, you just mentioned it, Alec. I mean, we've got Snead, we've got Hollywood, we've got Boykin, we've got Duvernay, we've got Prochet, we've got Scott and we have Chris Moore. Uh, That's just, that's a lot of receivers, (laughs) you know, to, to keep around, especially if we're talking about keeping four running backs or, you know, we're talking about keeping, you know, all these linebackers. So it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough for him, uh, honestly, to make the team, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, no, I hear all that, man. And I think you're right. You point out that we already have four running backs. I mean, uh, Ken John Barner, also a running back. So it's not like he's uh, got the inside track on any kind of snaps there. So like you said, I think Prochet and Hill make the most sense at that position.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to think – you'll have to tell me if this is obvious or not, but, like, I'm starting to think now of, of, of just thinking about all these players we bring in and stuff like that. Like, Har- I, I don't know if Harbs is ever really thinking about signing somebody just to sign them to be like, oh, yeah, you'll definitely make the team. I, I Like, I feel like I'm not thinking that anymore. I'm thinking really, like, the reason why we sign players like Kenjon Barner or Jarrell Adams um, – or maybe even like a test Bryant is literally, it's, it's just a camp body, right? It's like, you know, we know that you guys are going to be there. Like you've, you've done some stuff and maybe if you really, really impress us, you got a shot to make the team. But otherwise it's like, you're there to, we're there to kind of like use you to be able to help like train our <laughs> other guys. Like, honestly, right? I mean, it's just yeah. like, really. it's, it's, I mean, it's a huge long shot for this guy to make the team based on the, based on the numbers. I mean, I, I don't, I don't say it to be callous or anything. It's, you know it's you know these guys should get a fair shot it's not that they aren't getting a fair shot but i mean the point is is more of like you know we think that we might have guys here who can make that next step but you know they need a little bit of coaching or they need a little bit of help so bringing in some guys who might have that experience who could you know help them i mean it's all competition right so hopefully it elevates our guys and and uh you know at the end of the day i think the the best players
0: are going to play oh yeah you're totally right and i mean, hey. I think any player is uh, fortunate to join the Ravens for any amount of time. We see how often our scraps are scraped up by teams like the Jets, right? They, they love taking our scraps. Uh, Ravens North. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the Ravens uh, North division team. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, just things like that. Totally makes sense. You know, hey, we're going to give you a shot, but at the end of the day we're probably just boosting your resume for another team to maybe pick you up off of waivers. But, man, lots of – interesting battles i think the next logical show hopefully uh peter can either be on it or or send in his uh picks but i think the next logical show is going to make sense to pick our 53 man rosters or however many people it is this year with uh the change in rules and if any additional changes are made for covid i think yeah it's 55 man roster now right yeah we'll uh make our our picks create our rosters and see what happens next I mean, maybe we'll have an emergency pod uh, between now and then, but I feel like that's the next logical pod, right? I mean, it depends, depends on how much work you want
1: to do, man. I mean, you know, I'm sure we could do a lot of, uh, you know, game preview episodes before the games. Like, we could do that. You know, I'm sure there will be, like, some signing here or there. You know, maybe not Dez, but something, somebody else, you know, maybe might be important. Or it might be a trade that's super relevant, or somebody might get re-signed.
0: Well, you know me, man. I got nothing going on. I got... You know, I'm going to work like all of us, but uh, I don't have a new house. I have to tend to. I don't have a new baby to tend to. I- I'm just chilling. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm I'll record a pod daily if we have to. <laughs> they won't get nearly the edit, but <laughs> I'll record a pod daily. I-, I love this stuff. But hey, man, I love I love talking about this stuff. We can talk about all the farts and whistle coming out of camp. I, I try not to get too involved with it, but like you said, we got nothing else to latch on to. So, <laughs> I'm here for it this year. <laughs> yeah i'm here for the farts and the whistles with that hey peter our man congrats again we're really happy for you get some rest congrats to your growing family this is so cool and we look forward to meeting the newest member of the ravens flock soon if you have before left us a review thank you so much if you haven't we'd really appreciate if you did this is the time of the year you know we're getting excited about football I imagine a lot of other fans are, too. They're looking for a Ravens podcast to add to their commutes or workouts or whatever. (laughs) Like, yeah, what's a commute? Anyways, people are looking (laughs) for Ravens podcasts. We're here to provide Ravens recap. So if you can share it with a friend, give us a review, give us a rating. It helps tremendously, and we'd be super-duper grateful. We'll be back soon. Find us on social at ravens Recap. You can interact with us at ravensrecap.com or email us feedback at ravensrecap.com. We're around. We'd love to talk football. We'll see you soon.